Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Engage. I have to do engage because Manny's not here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dork Trek, the twice-a-week Star Trek The Next Generation podcast, hosted by uh, us, the crew of the USS Boner. We have a skeleton crew today, basically. Yes. My name is Lieutenant Commander Bob France. I'm Lieutenant Commander Jenny Zell. And I'm Lieutenant Commander Ben McCormick. That's right. Well, there's only three of us because Manny's running late and Dennis is in Turkey. And I hope that Dennis is okay because there was like a... There was an earthquake in Turkey like a week ago or something like that, and I know wow. he's there. So, Dennis, if you're uh, if you're alive, awesome. Right. Okay. We'll beam you up. <laughs> yes, we'll beam you out of Turkey. But yeah, so hopefully you're okay, Dennis, and uh, the crew of the USS Bona miss you. And Anton can't be here today either. So it's just the three of us, and we're going to review some fantastic episode of TNG. And by the way, go to DoorTrek.com immediately because we have a forum now. That's right, the internet demanded a forum. For Dork Trek, so we made one. You can go on there. You can comment about the shows, all the shows, original series, Deep Space Nine, TNG, Voyager, which I've never seen, Enterprise, the whole nine yards. Just comment away. Have fun with it. It's going to be a good time. So I'm very excited about that. Ben, you have the book in your hand? I have the book this Now, if I took the book from you, what would happen? (laughs) We would have a very short podcast <laughs> because I have a very poor memory. Time yeah. and space would collapse. <laughs> you can't have the book. Well, it's cool because this is one of my most favorite episodes of TNG. Really? And which episode is this? This is the dolphin. Okay, the I was going to make a dolphin sound, but I can't. <laughs> this is one of my most favorite episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I love this episode. Fa love pa. <laughs> Nobody will get that reference. I don't know what it's from. Uh, what yeah, is it? The Dolphin. George C. Scott movie from uh, the 70s. Ah, okay. I love George C. Scott. Just check it out. I got it on uh, LaserDisc. I'll run it to you. <laughs> oh, I, I just had to find a LaserDisc, LaserDisc player. Disc. Yeah, let me call 1992 <laughs> and see if they have one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this... Uh, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes, but it was definitely the humor value it's on it. It's so bad. Right. You know, it's so bad. And it was nice to see... Well, I don't know what the... The politically correct term for little people is, is it still little people or dwarves? Yeah, little people's or? fine. Oh, I thought it was midget still. No, midget is, is bad. That's <laughs> yeah, like saying bad. That, that's like saying oriental or the uh, colored word. You, you don't yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah. if you're from Alabama, you could say that. But. I don't even think you can if you're the, yeah. from there anymore. It's just mean. But yeah, it's nice to see, though, that a little person got, a, you know, got to get their SAG card kicked you know, this week. Now, this episode is so weird. It's yeah. just a weird episode. Like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome all at the same time because there's just one story that runs through this. There's one main story, and then there's a subplot. And the subplot is even, at best, just weird. But I guess what happens is um, – we have the book in front of you, yeah. Ben, so well, you can go ahead and – They have a diplomatic mission that they've got to pick up uh, a diplomat and her bodyguard mm-hmm. from uh, the planet – Two uh, cultures, I guess, had been in civil war for a long time. She was the uh, peace bringer, basically. Yes, she, it's, it's kind of got the old, um, I guess, she was the child of the two warring factions, right. leaders. So she's going to bring peace to the nation or the, to the to the planet. Because apparently one half of the planet is always in darkness. Correct. I don't even know how that would be possible. Oh, no. It, it, uh, well, it's kind of like... Uh, 
the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Okay. Because so. the the same side of the moon always because it orbits at the same rate that it right. spins, uh, the same side always faces Earth. Yes. So it, they're in a situation where their orbit around their sun is the same as their planetary okay. rotation. So. So why don't I move everybody from the dark side to the other side? Well, I've always thought on planets like this that there would be like a huge habitation zone and like that dusk region. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You know where it's like in, but you know how when Earth is spinning and you get to that dusk area, mm-hmm. you know. Same thing. You'd be able to live in that middle ground. Yeah, I don't know, but so yeah, apparently, and this this person, this girl, this teenage girl is going to bring the the warring factions together, and there will be peace forever on this weird planet. Correct. And uh, the girl, uh, what is it, Celia? Celia is the girl. Yes. Yes. And uh, so they beam up. Well, first of all, as they're getting ready to beam up, making sure all the preparations have been made, Picard makes contact. And they ask a weird question that kind of, you know, you don't notice at first. What species are you? I didn't, I, you know what? I never even noticed that. At the beginning of the episode, they ask, what species are you? And, of course, they're, we're, we're human. And they move on. I knew, and that, you know that, comes I never, into, that comes into I play later. I never noticed that. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Mm, Ben's really paying attention. And that's not or in the or book. it's in the book. It's not in the book. It's not in the book, it's so you were actually paying book. attention? I was. Because sometimes I debate whether or not you watch the episodes or you just read the book. I just re- – well, actually, um, if you ever get a chance to go to Memory Alpha. Yeah, Memory Alpha is awesome. That, that's a great website. Mm-hmm. And maybe they could sponsor but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they have any money, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty much in the same boat as us. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep, so they beam aboard, and you've got the uh, – Celia and her bodyguard Anya. Now Anya. Now Anya's this crazy old woman wearing like a head wrap, and it looks like her head wrap is on too tight well, she, because she, her eyeballs are popping out of her face. Yes. Well, she's got this bug eye. Yeah, that bug eye thing. And for my, when I first saw her, the outfit that she's wearing has kind of a, that green tone to it, and it's very tight around the head. She looked like some kind of chameleon to me. I could like see a, that. A, like some kind of chameleon or a lizard because she had those. Buggy eyes mm-hmm. and then that green. That she sense. might just suddenly stick out her tongue and catch a fly. Exactly. I mean, I was <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah. And we find out later that the chameleon thing could is also yeah. Because yeah. it's weird. Because to me, it looked like she was wearing chainmail. You know how yeah. like yeah. in the old the old nights, because it was cut that way where you just saw their face, right. and it was just a really weird outfit, and she had these giant bug eyes and really weird teeth. Right. She had teeth, but then there were. Gaps in her teeth where it looked like other teeth should be, but she clearly had all of her teeth. She just she was just a really strange looking woman. Yes, like a really strange old woman. Right. You know what I mean? But not in a strange old woman Pulaski way, like in a strange <laughs> old woman old woman way. So would Pulaski, when she gets to to strange old woman level, I mean, would she be the the character most likely to have the house full of cats? I think so. I could see that. I, I, I mean, especially after the episode we watched with Unnatural Selection mm-hmm. a couple of episodes back. I, You know, I could see her. I could see Wesley being that, too. Possibly, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Wesley kind of... We we, we don't go to Mr. Crusher's house for candy on Halloween. <laughs> I mean, like, he just finally withdraws because he's tired of being so perfect all the time. Just and stay off my yard. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. can totally see Wesley being that kind of dude. Old man Crusher. Totally. <laughs> Got the dead grass in the yard, you know. <laughs> The backyard's full of balls that have fallen in over the fence over the years. <laughs> They're afraid to go to Old Man Crusher's house. Yeah. He scares me. Well, Wesley, young Wesley, yes. is uh, working in engineering with Jordy in this episode. Yes. And I guess he needs some kind of superconducting magnet thing 
uh, number three. That's the easiest way to describe it. It's just a big ass magnet. Yeah. So uh, run off and get that for me, Wes. Sure thing. Yeah, Jordy, I'll be right back. <laughs> so he he runs That's off, sir, motherfucker. <laughs> he, uh, wow. He uh, runs off to get his uh, his superconducting magnetron mechanisms. Because he just happens he, to have one. Oh yeah, there's one in the ship storage. Yeah. So he's go run off and get one. <laughs> And as he's running off to get it, he runs into the diplomatic party that's come aboard, mm-hmm. and it's love at first sight. He, oh, well, at first it is. Like, Wesley's – you can see that he's attracted to her, I guess, visually. Yes. But then when Celia hits him with, oh, is that the superconducting magnet of blah, 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 Wesley gets a total tech boner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, just in love. He's like, oh, she's perfect. She's like, pretty and she's smart. Yeah, and know? she likes talking to me. This is crazy. <laughs> she didn't avoid me or tell me to shut up. This she is awesome. She didn't get a job at Starfleet Medical or anything. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. So Wesley's in right off the bat. He's in love. You right. Know? And he... Uh, I guess he speaks to uh, uh, Riker about this, because if you're going to get love advice, that is the man to go to. Oh, yeah, Riker's the man. But um, Didn't Riker tell her, like, hey, ease up, Wes? <laughs> Something like that? Like, Wesley told, like, uh, Riker told Wesley to chill? Pretty much, I mean, yeah, yeah. nicely, but yeah. Because I, I think Riker wanted to see if he could tap that ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. you never know, dude. Riker's a beast. He, he likes the women. He does. And, I mean, she uh, he, might he, be 18. Well, yeah, but he'd you know, hook up with Anya, maybe. But, anyway. Hey, he could get them both, dude. Hey, I'll go through your old-ass bug-eyed lady friend. So, I love the scene where they're uh, – Riker and uh, – what's her name? Ten forward. When uh, oh, yeah, they get to that with Guinan. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah. Because – He's lost. He's dumbfounded. Wesley is dumbfounded because he sees this girl and he wants to talk to her and he's going to everyone he can possibly imagine for love advice. And the first person he goes to is Jordy, which is ridiculous. Right. Jo- Jordy's luck with ladies, not, not so much. Yeah. yeah. And 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 you know Jordy's so into what he's doing because he's got. I guess they're doing running maintenance on the ship with the dilithium crystals and all this stuff. Where. He just tells him, like, look, Wes, I got a lot of shit I got to do, man. I don't, I don't well, no, have- even worse, though, is that usually the hyper-smart, always-right Wesley took the superconducting magnetron thingy back to his quarters yeah. and <laughs> oh, saw, yeah, yeah. you know, gaga about the girl, and I believe uh, he had the conversation with Data. No, yeah, because you want to talk to a robot about shit. Because, yeah, who knows more about you? Well, uh, of the crew so far, the two people who have the most experience that we know of is Riker and and data. Yeah, yeah, but they have different methods where data is is a sex machine literally. Yeah. yeah. Like that's what he does where Riker is more of a suave talking romantic ass dude that can, you know, just talk us out of our draws. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so they're different approaches. Right. You know, like I I picture data is is efficient German sex, you know what I mean? Like in hole, out hole, pleasure for all. You know what I mean? Like that's what he does, you know. Okay. Where Riker's gonna go all about it, you know. He's gonna set up candles and the whole night. The romance, exactly. The romance. He's Mr. Romance. And then he, un- then he never calls you again. That's how, well, I mean, you do what you gotta do, you know. <laughs> it's a big galaxy, baby. <laughs> I'll call you next time I'm in the solar system. Yeah, totally. So yeah, so he goes to Jordy, and Jordy's like, dude, I got a lot of shit I gotta yeah, do. Yeah, I'm man. busy. Because you're not, I'm giving you advice, and you're not taking it. So let's let's get out of here. And, and thanks for finally bringing the magnet down here. Yeah, way to go. It's six hours later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then It'll fall down. Then he goes to Worf. Uh, which again, yeah. Yeah, and Worf gets a little creepy. He's like, starts talking about how. 
you know, he likes punching chicks while they're having sex or whatever. They're clawing. <laughs> yeah, the chicks throw things while you read poetry. Uh. <laughs> Which doesn't sound very Klingon, the idea of reading love poetry. Well, Klingon poetry, though, I'm, I'm sure involves I will, violence. <laughs> I will <laughs> slit the throat of your art enemies and bathe in his blood and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's throwing the television. <laughs> You duck, bob and weave, bob yes, and weave. While reading love poetry. But yeah, so again, he's over for 2. Right. And then I believe he finally goes to, like, common sense kicks in. Go down to 10 forward. But not to be a douche or anything, but why not call his mother? I mean, I know she's not on the show. Well, that's back in, she's all the way back to Earth. I mean, it could there could be a time delay getting a call through. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I'm just saying, why not? I mean, don't you think, I mean, if you're going to ask a Klingon... Why not ask your mother? Well, because we see how involved his mom has been in his yeah, life so far. Yeah, that's isn't it? That was the whole point. She would just screen the call and be like, nah, I'm not home. <laughs> not this you... kid again. <laughs> Let it go to voicemail. She hit the button on top of her iPhone. Ooh, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. So no, so no luck. And then he finally goes to Riker. And Riker is just... Riker's Riker. Yeah. But even the scene, because they're in 10 forward and they're hanging out with Guinan and... Riker just starts rapping to Guinan with all this weird lines about how her eyes are the stars and the night, yeah. night and all this crap. Hey, you know, don't don't diss this scene because as a teenage boy watching this, I got my love advice from, from Will Riker. <laughs> You're sitting in there that with scene. like a notepad. Let me write this shit down. This it, it seemed to be working on Guinan. Your, and eye, I, your eyes are the night, and we worship the night. But she was playing right back to him. I mean, she, you know. Yeah, I think he kind of met his match with with Guinan. <laughs> it's a goofy scene, but it's a, it works. Yeah. See, I had a crush on Whoopi Goldberg. From, what? Yeah, back in the Jumping you, Jack Flash. What? Definitely. I mean, when she first started out with stand up and stuff, I I was one of the few people apparently, you know. That, You're the that, only person I've ever met that said they had a crush on Whoopi Goldberg. I and to this day, I mean, no if she, if she called me up, I'd be like, yeah, okay, you know, childhood fantasy fulfilled. Well, well you you <laughs> historically are into black chicks anyway. Okay. Like, that's your wheelhouse, right? Sure. Yeah, no, but it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I'm not trying to, like, call you out or here. anything. Or, yeah, you know, but I mean, that's... I have a history. Yeah, you like black chicks. Right. I I like whoever says yes. Well, that that makes sense, too. <laughs> I, I, I'm also of that, uh, <laughs> that mindset. It's like a prerequisite. So, so I guess what I'm saying is... And I see nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> So what I, I guess what I'm saying is, so I guess in your life, most of the chicks that I've said yes have been black. So, yeah, mostly, or of other ethnic... So it makes sense. I, I like to try the, you know, the Federation approach of diversity. So, <laughs> you know, well, because you, you got into Star War, I mean, Star Trek initially because you were into Uhura. Well, no, I, I got into Star Trek initially because it came on and it was awesome, and then, yeah, I thought so, Uhura was pretty hot. Yeah. So then, I guess the next... Black Star Wars chick would Star Trek. Star Trek. You're all, ooh, I'm all over what, the place. Yeah. But I guess the next Black Star Trek chick would be Guy. So you're two for two. But see, I I'd already had you know like some kind of you know schoolboy crush on her before she came to. But Star the Trek. fact that it became Star Trek. Oh, it did. Yeah, it didn't hurt it the situation. It was bonus point. That, that was bonus. That and now she's on Star Trek and she's a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So if you had to pick. I guess of the the ladies on TNG, mm -hmm. would Guinan be at the top of your list? I don't know if she'd be at the top of my list. I mean, if, if you're talking about all the ladies on 
just main being cast G. members. Just main cast because, members. Because, I mean, I, I've always had a thing for Crusher, too. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought she was – there was the scene where she and uh, Troy do yoga one yeah. morning. <laughs> and wow. That, that changed my opinion on Redheads forever. Yeah, and I remember that scene. Yeah, that was really funny because they're like they're, – it, it looks like it's, I guess, the, the beginning scene of a porno movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you just keep hoping. The yeah, Riker I mean, shows up with a pizza. Yeah, and a double-ended <laughs> dildo. <laughs> hey, look what I got, ladies. <laughs> you know, I got lunch and dessert. Holodex, safe program. <laughs> safe program. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess yours would be, then you're saying Gates McFadden then is your number one. Oh, yeah, one. sure, McFadden is all, well, Gates McFadden's always been like, you know, on the list. Yeah. Okay. Because I like Gates McFadden too, even yeah. though she does have pancake ass. <laughs> that, I don't. I don't see that. She does. I, I, she has I, pay- I'm, my judgment is still clouded by the attractions. So I like I, her 40s outfit. She looks yeah. good in her 40s she, outfit. She she was very yeah, attractive. She rocked that. Yeah, she looked good in that. Anything else? Most time, other she has a pancake ass. Yeah. But remember the episode where her and Data are tap dancing? That's right. fucking hilarious. Yes. <laughs> and then Jenny with the men on TNG. If you had to, if you had to rank them. Oh, um, I'm just gonna say Riker. You like the beard, dude. You know I don't know. I think it's maybe his. He's got the swagger, you know. Yeah. It's kind of the attitude. So. Uh, he's got something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cold space herpes. And then yeah. who would be your, who would be your least favorite then? Um. That's that's tough. I have no idea. Probably Argyle. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. I, so I thought that. he was limiting the main cast. Yeah, so but I, I mean, no. Argyle works. I, mean, I just, just <laughs> I just reached out and grabbed a name. <laughs> so I, I would have thought that that Worf would have been pretty high on the list just because he's ribbed for you know your pleasure yeah. there. <laughs> Actually, I'd have to say he's probably very very low on the list, if not the bottom, just because of the fact that I I don't get into the rough stuff. So okay. well, that's good so to know. Not, not into the Klingon dudes. Yeah. No. And it's fun. We should also mention this. Um, I, fr- I wanted to mention this earlier, but this one, this episode, if we're going to have one of these episodes where we just kind of talk around things, this would be the episode to do it because there's not really a lot changing. There, there's no. not going on. This is like two paragraphs. Yeah. In the book. Like, there's really not a lot going on with this episode. Um, you have a stalker, officially. Like, we, you have your I first do. official Dork Trek stalker. I mean, I have several stalkers, but this is my first Dork Trek yeah. stalker. Loves you. Yeah. Like one of our, he follows us on Twitter. He's on the boards. He's mentioned that how attractive Lieutenant Commander Zell is, and he loves you. And apparently, he wrote my name with a heart around it in the Aww. holodeck. So. Aww. <laughs> so yeah, you have a, you have your official, your first official Dork Trek crush. Congratulations. Why? Thank you. Yeah, but you know, I'm a little upset about that because you use permanent marker on the holodeck, and, and, and that stuff doesn't come off. Well, we'll figure out. I'm sure we engineering can come up with something to get Sharpie off the wall of Just, the holodeck. Tug's gonna be upset. Yeah, Tug's gonna be mad, but he's also known for his. Um, his graffiti as well. Yeah. So it just well, his his problem on the holodeck requires you know mops. So this, this, <laughs> this is a little easier. It's true. So getting back to the episode. Yes. Um, so uh, they uh, Salia wanted a tour of the Enterprise. Yes. But you know. This is where I get totally lost. Just I get totally lost in this uh, in the scene because all right, there's a really attractive chick talking to Salia. Yes. At one point, like a really good, like at first I thought yeah. she was the Noxzema girl. She was from Twin Tw- Peaks. Twin Peaks, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Because I thought it was, what's her face? Uh, I thought it was Felicity. Oh, yeah. Oh, like no. I thought it was her. Cause I they, was thinking that too. I had to look it up on IMDb so, and, you know. The same thing. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but I was like, it's not Felicity. Okay, so I'm good. But this really cute chick and they're talking and they're having this really weird conversation. Like, just mm-hmm. weird. Right. 
And then all of a sudden, like, a little teddy bear runs through. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> mutated Ewok. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, it was the teenage girl the mutated Ewok? Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's also Anya. The old bug-eyed chick. It's all the same person. It's so weird. That's why she she's the perfect bodyguard, because she's also a companion. Because you got to remember, Saleh has grown up on this planet by herself, completely protected from outside influences. Mm-hmm. So to keep her from going crazy, she has to have a friend. And the old bug-eyed lady isn't going to be your best friend growing up. So she would change to, you know, the hot blonde chick. So it's just so – so okay, so – so in this episode, the protector has three different actresses. Well, four. I guess four different people play this lady because you got the original lady, you got the little teddy bear guy, right. you've got the big scary guy that mm-hmm. shows up later, and right. then the hot chick. Right. So there's four different people that play this one person. At least, yeah. Okay. And I can understand why, if she could choose any form, why would she walk around looking like the bug-eyed lady? Yeah, because, I mean, the audience would have much pre- – well, I think that's – because she gives off the appearance of the the matron. Yeah, and I think it makes sense too, because I guess later on in the show, because they want to go on the tour of the ship, and then you know sh- the bug eyed lady makes Salida or uh, what's her name? Salia. Salia stay like no, you can't go. It ain't safe. So then they go on the sh- the tour of the ship, and then she's just a real pain in the ass about everything. Because right. Jordy's fixing the the warp drive. He's just doing routine maintenance, and she takes that slow ass elevator up there. And my whole thing is. Why are you just going to let random-ass strangers just go looking at your Worf drive yeah. for no reason? Like, Worf doesn't even make an attempt to stop her. Well, I mean, and she's I mean, a diplomat. the slowest elevator in the whole wide world, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why it's so slow, in case it is a bad guy. See, she's a diplomat, so they don't worry so much. But if it's like somebody who's going to cause harm to the engine and they get on the slowest elevator, you've got time to you know, walk slowly across the room, <laughs> climb up the ladder, and then meet them with a security team Aha! at the top. Gotcha. That makes sense. You know what? I never thought about it that way. It's a security feature. That's really good. That's You know what? That's quality Star Trek bullshit right there. I'm into <laughs> it. So that's why. That's like George Lucas level it, bullshit. Totally. <laughs> so if anybody wants to know why the elevator is so slow, that's why. Security feature. I'm in. So she takes the slow ass elevator up. And she's looking at him. She's like, well, this is unacceptable. Because these things don't need maintenance. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, what is this conversation? Even Jordy's like, what is this bitch talking about? Like, I'm I got try- work to do. I'm just trying to do my. I just look. I have one task to do. I gotta fix these engines. I gotta run some maintenance check. Wesley ain't bringing me my magnets, and I got some old scary lady to telling me some stuff. <laughs> this is just. An- I just want to go to the holodeck and look at chicks. <laughs> I'm not gonna meet them in real life. This is lame. So then she leaves, and then right. for some reason, Worf takes her to medical. Right. Well, I mean, here she wanted a tour of the Enterprise, and my thing was when they initially suggested it, Celia's whole purpose of the tour of the Enterprise was, hey, I want to see the ship and see everything out there. And it'd be like if you visited, you know, the naval station and got a tour of of the ships up there, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of tour. Anya, the protector, wanted the tour so she can find possible, you know, oh yeah, risks. security, yeah, 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 yeah. That's so she wanted to see all the key areas like engineering and medical. And then as they come to medical, uh, Dr. Pulaski's treating a guy who has, you know... Space flu. Space flu or space meningitis or whatever, which is supposedly, you know, super contagious, but it's contained in engineering with their... Or in In the medical medical with their different, you know, sanitary fields. And And I love the fact that the old broad shows up. Yeah, he's got a space cold. Kill him. Kill him. (laughs) What? He can infect... He can infect... Kill him. Like, really? Wow. And even... 
even Pulaski is like, we can't do that. Crusher, on the other hand, might have been like, oh, yeah, he's already dead. I think you do that. <laughs> he he wouldn't have made it that way. <laughs> who's on the table? Oh, it's just a corpse. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he had some. He had a cold. I killed him just in case. But yeah, so, and then um, she's like, kill him, kill him, kill him. And Pulaski's like, I ain't killing this dude. You crazy. Right. And then all of a sudden, she transforms into like Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. Like this big, bug-eyed Bigfoot. This bug-eyed, scary, red-eyed Bigfoot. And then Worf kind of, oh, and then they get in some kind of battle. You know right, I mean? like, she's choking Worf out. And I tell you this much, they really, the producers of the show really killed the momentum of this scene because she turns into the big bug-eyed thing and then grabs Worf. Didn't they go to commercial? I believe so, yeah. 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 It's like you're really killing your momentum here, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't have... But you leave it on a you leave on a high note so we come back after the break. Yeah, but I mean, I'm watching it and it's just like that just kind of kills it. A little yeah. abrupt. Yeah, it's like just right a, it's a middle. weird spot right. for a commercial, you know. And then all of a sudden, too, which I thought very cool, and he's not even here. Manny Fresh shows up with yes. the yes. security team. There was a big Asian guy that shows up, and I was like, oh my god, look, it's it's Tug Johnson. Yes. There he is. Ensign Tug. <laughs> See, he didn't tell us that before he was on the boner crew that Tug was uh, a member of the Enterprise crew. Well, we'll have to talk to him about it when he finally gets here, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they show up, and security shows up, and then um, the bug-eyed lady transforms back from her bug-eyed lady feature to her old woman feature. Yeah, and now that you know Worf has the upper hand, he's going to take it because he he gets ready to to smack him. He was totally going <laughs> to pimp slap that old bitch. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why couldn't you do that when she's Sasquatch mode? Oh, uh, yeah, because she can kick your ass. Uh, but now well, that she's a weak little woman, the big brave Klingon is going to take <laughs> now, her down. Now, I'm not going to stand for this, Ben. I think it would have been a d- decent fight, and even Worf says that after. You know, they they take the old woman to her quarters. All right, go to your quarters. You can't be right. running around the ship because you're some big fucking hairy monkey person. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. And then Worf and Picard have a cool moment. And Worf says she's the perfect kind of protection. Yeah. Because you immediately underestimate her. And they right. have a nice mm-hmm. little scene in the hallway when she lets him in. You underestimated like, me. You underestimated me. I could have killed you. And Worf is like, I'd, I'd have fought. I and that's probably and why she chooses that form. Yeah, you know? which makes total sense. Yeah, you know, cause well, yeah, but she could have been the hot, you know, blonde chick for most of the episode, and also, you know, had people <laughs> underestimate. Yeah, but the cool part, I mean, no. <laughs> we'll just wait till he comes in, and we'll just edit this out. Like Michael Vick's house up in his joint. <laughs> hey, Tug Johnson. About you. Oh. Yeah. In a good way, though. You're on this week's episode. Yeah, you didn't see yourself in the ball then? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, looked at, I looked at Wesley and. I looked at Wesley and looked at Riker when they got interviewed when he was asking Riker for advice. And I, no, no, not that part. There's oh, a guy that the actually looks like part. Him. Yeah, the, the, this, oh, yeah Asian the Asian guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, they, well, they have to because the security team—it's a cent. They're just glorified bouncers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the black dude that popped in the, through the door looked like you know Green Lantern. Yeah. He's all flexing. And, and the dude that is standing guard out in front of Salia's, um, in front of Salia's quarters—he's gigantic. Yeah. Like you can see, like his big ass pecs and his, and he's the only guy I've ever seen to wear a, a TNG uniform, at least seasons one and two, that has pecs. Like this guy is huge. Yeah. Because Wesley walks by and then the door opens conveniently and he's like, Ooh. 
like, hey, I need help with the computer machine. Oh, I know computers. But yeah, so Wesley goes into the quarters and shows her how to use the replicator. Yeah, and then he gets her chocolate mousse, which which is from some planet. But the funny part is he didn't replicate spoons. Because he gave the, her the bowl, and she had to use her fingers to eat uh, it. He just wants to see her stick her tongue in the bowl and go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> He is. He is. No, I didn't notice that. Didn't no spoon. Because she sticks her fingers in there and then eats the mousse. Well, maybe they have spoon, you know, handy somewhere else. Who knows? I don't know, Ben. I, yeah, that one... I'm I'm lost on that one. Yeah, because I think you'd have to replicate the spoons, right? Because but you would think that I mean every other time you order a meal, it gives you the you know the plate, the utensils. Yeah, it's not like you when know. you you when you get a drink, they just don't give you a puddle. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. You get a cup, <laughs> which I imagine it probably took them some just time to figure that out. You stick know, stick your face under the replicator and wait <laughs> for the tea to pour <laughs> out. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, we. <laughs> you really should set in the settings er, all the beverages come in cups because every time I replicate a beverage, which is I just make a mess. Well, you think it's like the old coffee machines at the hospital where yeah. you put the quarter in to get a cup of exactly. coffee and the coffee, and the coffee yeah. pours out and then the cup drops yeah. and you're like, you <laughs> son of a... Well, why, why are they doing this backwards? <laughs> cup first, then hot beverage. But yeah, I just thought that was a, that was a weird scene, no spoon. And then Wesley just kind of hits you with the... Well, that's not all I can show you. And he's got a total creep vibe, dude. And then, yeah, let's go look at the my comic book collection. <laughs> yeah, totally. These are the collection of dead bugs I have. I also have some some Warcraft uh, trading cards. Also, I got I got these from Arvenius Four. Look at this. It's such a wonderful collection of moon rocks. Wesley's <laughs> such a dick. Like this is how he's gonna wow this girl. He takes her to the holodeck and they look at planets. Well, yeah, but the holiday can be pretty impressive. Is that like the equivalent of taking your date to the planetarium? Essentially, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Let's look at the stars together. But I mean, motherfucker, if you want to look at stars, just look out the window. You're surrounded by stars. <laughs> okay, and this brings up another point. <laughs> okay, I, I just want to look around, you know, here in, in the living room of the boner at the art that you have on your walls. Right and 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 what what's up here? Mm-hmm. Now think about the Enterprise. Every time we've seen art on the walls, it's all space scenes and and space. Mm-hmm. Don't you think they would want something that they don't see every day on the walls? Yeah, but the weird part is they go to the holodeck and they look at space. Yeah, they stand on an asteroid and yeah. you know and so, I mean, look out. Because yeah. Wesley takes them and he's like they're looking at a planet that looks like Saturn. He's like, and this hasn't even formed yet. And, Think of all the wonderful places. And he's like basically reading Dr. Seuss to her. Yeah. yeah. All think, the places we yeah. could go. All the wonderful places you'll go. And you would think that. But why then? Why is Wesley showing her space? Because he's a, he's a 24th century nerd. Because he's got no game. Yeah. Well, okay, he's, he's what, 15 at this point? <laughs> I mean, still, though. What I mean, does he know? He's got no clue on how to talk to a girl. Well, I mean, thinking, though, from the character aspect, it, it's a perfect fit because he was put on the show so that, you know, teenage boys would have somebody to identify with and like the show more. And possibly teenage girls would watch the show and, and have somebody that, you know, they would be attracted to, which I don't think happens. Does it work with Haley? Does, is Haley into Wesley Crusher at all or no? Like, does she have to watch it and so. go, he's cute? No, I don't think so. 
but she doesn't really say anything like that to me because she knows I would probably just be like, "Ooh, he's your boyfriend." <laughs> so, so you're gonna pick on her then? <laughs> Come on! Every time she would walk in the room and I'm watching Star Trek, she goes, "Nerd!" Yeah, but she loves it though. <laughs> she does. She loves it now, but at first she's like, "You're you're such a nerd," and she would look at the screen and see see Data, and he's like, she's like. He's the nerdiest one of all. <laughs> well, he's, he's a robot. But but I will say this. You're, she does read Japanime and be like, get the hell out of here, you mango reading weird. Exactly. <laughs> you, you go straight early, what, 90s, late 80s with your Japanime? That's, that's, I just call it, because I can't, I never pronounce manga right. Manga, manga, manga. I don't know, man. So I just call it Japanimation. Well, hentai is all the porn. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Really? Wow. Wow. Oh, okay. See, so that means he probably still has it, though. I don't know. Probably not. Or you just co-opted it, and now it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. <laughs> and then he tells, you know, and then they show, then Wesley shows her that planet, or, or they're standing on an asteroid, and listen to the harmonics of the... It's like, God, you're such a fucking loser, man. Like, just, you know... Replicate some, you know what? Replicate some beer. You, you want to see? Yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, like, replicate some beer and get this girl drunk and start fucking, you know. Yeah. So I wonder if, if the replicators have though an ID function, where you, you you know if you're a kid and you go up and go, yeah, give me a couple of Guinness. It's going to go, you do not meet the age requirements they for might this have beverage. That, that, I mean, I guess in, uh, in that, quarters with families, they might have like a, like, you know, what is it, the V-chip? Right. There might be, v, there might be yeah, a V-chip in it. Does Beverly care enough about Wesley no. that well, she would have set the V-chip? Uh. Exactly. I mean, she never set the V-chip. That's why he's such a fricked up kid because, you know. He's watching what he wants to watch, you know. But yeah, but what does no he want to watch though? He's at home watching the hentai. He's watching. He's watching Nova. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> oh, I which is watch, a good show. I gotta watch Carl Sagan again. <laughs> but, billions uh, and billions. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, Wesley sucks though. But I mean, at the end of the day, he's got no game. Replicate some cigarettes and some beer yes. and try to mac on this girl. Yeah, so it just sounded like, oh, you want to try something here? Replicate some roofies and have your way. <laughs> no. And then they end up in ten forward. Yes. And they're in ten forward, and they're hanging out, and they're eating moose. Yeah, she's got a thing for the chocolate now. No, it was, <laughs> it was funny though because she's get um, diabetes. <laughs> my, my wife and I are watching the episode, and Gina walks over, and she's like, "This is the finest chocolate you'll ever have." And I was like, "Your vagina?" <laughs> hey. <laughs> my wife is like, "I can't believe you just spoke about Whoopi Goldberg's vagina." But Ben, into it, because he has a crush on Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> That's why he went. He was oh, looking, this was a pre-existing he was looking for. He was looking for a bride. <laughs> <laughs> and what's, what's your name? <laughs> you you clubbing with me, clop, cloop, clop, clop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever year it, it is. It's rough being trapped in the 21st century. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Thank so you. then I guess they're having their little conversation and blah, 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 and Wesley's giving her the whole rap. Because she's, she's, she's a little emo. Celia or whatever the fuck her name Celia, is. Celia, yeah. She's, she's all sad, like, oh, I'll probably never get to go outside. <laughs> I'll just have to broker peace between these people for my whole life. Well, I'm... If you're going to be emo about something, that, that kind of sucks to be like 15 or 16. It's like, oh, yeah, your, uh, your job for the rest of your life is 
that. No, I agree. No, yeah. no, I'm not disagreeing with you, but you it's know. just fun. Wesley's whole thing is, well, you could stay here. <laughs> it's like, how? How is she just going to stay on the Enterprise? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you could stay here, and, and I could possibly get laid in five to ten years, and, and <laughs> your planet could you know plunge back into a decades-long civil war. <laughs> yeah, he wants to play house with her. And then she's like, no, I can't have that, and runs away. Yeah. And then Guyna comes over and is like, dude, go follow her, stupid. And take the moose. Yeah. <laughs> so this, is my, this is my favorite part of the episode. I don't know why. That she's slowly running down the hallway. Like, she's not running at any real speed. She's fast walking. Wesley's essentially two feet away from her. And he's yelling at the top of her, Where are you going? Like, she's right in front of you, Wes. I mean, it's, she's, she's not miles away. Where are you going? Adrian! Come back! She's literally right there. Tearing a shirt. Stella! <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, Picard and the old woman show up. Because she's been missing. Anya. Anya and Picard show up and, you know, immediately, get away from that girl. And Wesley, you know, Picard yells at him, get away from her, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, split yeah, because, party, dude. Well, Picard knows uh, the secret now. Yeah. Right, right. So, well, Picard you know. only knows about the old woman. Oh, okay. Right. I don't think they... Right. Yeah, but he, wouldn't he suspect, you know, that, that if one of the species, then... Too. Well, it would make sense because she serves as the protector, so why wouldn't, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know what this chick is. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? So it, right. it would be like having a guard dog. Yeah. Okay. You know, the equivalent of. So, yeah, so they kind of go their separate ways, and then Picard tells Wesley, like, don't see her, don't hang out with her. You right. know what I mean? You're going to get us all in trouble because this lady's a big fucking hairy monkey. <laughs> She's <laughs> Well, plus, though, Picard looks at it from the mission. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, we've got to deliver her to broker peace and to do her gig. It's not about teen love story. Yeah, they know. do They do, do a lot of – they're like a taxi cab. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it makes sense. I mean, it's the flagship. Like, nobody's going to fuck with the flagship of the Federation. You're not going to have, you know, respect the ship that's like a, the hospital ship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they, you know, he and Wesley is cool. He's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And then Wesley's in his quarters playing Battleship by himself. <laughs> he's right. just sitting there being all Aww. sad. And then all of a sudden, she comes in. Celia comes in, and he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to see my Magic the Gathering cards? <laughs> I was just playing Battleship by myself. You're a loser. I know. Where's your mom? That's another story altogether. <laughs> so, she, so she comes in and she explains that she escaped because the lady fell asleep. So it's nice to see that even in the 24th century, kids will be kids. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. And then she puts the moves on Wes. Uh-huh. She, I mean, because Wesley's just sitting there like a schmohawk. He has no clue. And she's like, well, maybe, you know, we can... Mm, mm. And then they'd be smooching. <laughs> this is way much more fun than Magic the Gathering. Oh, she likes me! <laughs> and then uh, they, they, they smooch. I, I have these weird feelings now. My What's happening? My pants are tingly. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Mommy said that's bad touching. Oh. So then, because uh, one of Mommy's boyfriends did the same thing to me one time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Halfway through, he says, Jordy, no! <laughs> oh, you just accused Jordy of being a kid toucher. Oh, okay, I will bring episodes and, and proof that I think that Jordy had a thing for Wesley. Oh, there's weed there. We've already seen the, one in season yeah. one. Exactly. Looking good, Wes. Nice ass, Wesley. Bounce it. He, he was just, I mean, I don't think he was a kid toucher, but I think he was just waiting. He had a countdown clock in, in the quarters Maybe. for a Wesley's yeah. 18th birthday. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so they smooch, and all of a sudden, um, a big hairy beast shows up. And <laughs> yeah, no, she's a hairy beast at this point, isn't she? Well, I thought she changed. Did she change? Okay, so she came in as the old woman, then turned into a big hairy beast. Right. And then Wesley's like, what the hell is going on? And he calls for security. And then all of a sudden now Wesley now Wesley though give him some credit did stand between oh, yeah, Celia and Anya he you know he saw the beast come in and he's he didn't oh and take yeah. off he he pushed her no he he pushed her back and and got between No he, well, he, he, may, he have. may have but he still put himself in harm's way to protect her Manny those were pre cum states <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and then all of a sudden, the girl that he's making out with turns into a big hairy monster. That's why I just started laughing my ass off. She's <laughs> a big hairy beast. <laughs> and the Wesley's just playing the wall. He's like, you know, my first kiss is a big hairy monster. <laughs> yeah. At least he would have got candles and gave me dinner first, and, <laughs> and, and said that my eyes were the <laughs> the stars and we worship the night. <laughs> Give me some some quality game. So then, what happens next? Uh, I think they go to commercial again or something. Then they well, then they like kind of have a standoff and they're screaming at each other. Security shows up and they both transform back. Right. And then they leave their quarters. They leave Wesley's quarters. Well, uh, Picard basically puts them on lockdown. Yeah. There. So you know, no matter how small they transform, they're not going to be able to get out through the vents or anything. Yeah, because they're shapeshifters. Right. He he's not too cool with it. So shapeshifters on a ship thing. Why? There's so many. This episode's so dumb. But why transform into an attractive jailbait? Like, why not just transform into like I don't know, like a 60 year old man that nobody's really going to be into? Like, why make yourself, you know... Well, maybe it was like, okay, by she was a child. Yes. By their standards. So she went to the... You know, she was the equivalent of a 16-year-old girl right. by their standards. So it's like, okay, what's the human version of that? I can say the human version. I don't think they have any kind of idea as to what... Concepts of human beauty mm. no, or whatever. No, they do. They do, because look at the bug-eyed lady. She's like... Well, yeah, but she was... Her role was, I'm the older matron, so I will take the human equivalent of that. Mm-hmm. But, but know, it, just, it just seemed weird, because uh, as the episode goes, wh- you know, she, uh, she, the homegirl comes back into Wesley's quarters, and Wesley's like, you have fun, you have fun, pretend you be humanoid, breaking my heart. Yeah, I, I did, douche. I, <laughs> I, I loved you. <laughs> he told her that he loved her. It was awesome. Well, I mean, they have to. It's only a 45-minute show. Well, well, that and the fact that, I mean... I, it, my full theory is that nobody under the age of probably 25 actually has a concept of what love is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I love ice cream, and, and, and I love my car, and I love the first girl wait, that touched me. Are you saying that you love things because you see them? Do you love lamp? 
I love Big Hairy Beast. I loved you. And she, and she was like, I love you too. It's like, what the fuck is going on here, man? You got First off, Wesley, you got to hit it before you can find out if you love it, Jack. Because if she a dead lady, you don't want to be in love with that. You got you to gotta tap that ass. That's one thing that I'm... Which supp- she will do. That's what she will do many times in shame. That's the one thing that I'm surprised Riker didn't tell me. Like, look, man, you can't. You got you to gotta, you gotta hit it first. Well, I think the Riker rule is hit it and quit it. I mean, you know, you move on to the yeah. next one. I mean, that's, that's the Tug Johnson rule, too, Jack. So, um, so yeah, so Wesley gets all emo and stuff. And, and Well, I mean, I think it's further proof, like we were discussing before the show, that Wesley's a racist. Last oh, yeah. time it, with ends and catfish, you know, he's like, oh, you all look alike. Yeah, totally. This time. Hey, give you, me a drink, catfish. <laughs> You know, this time he's like, eh, you know, you were cool when you were human, but if you're a non-human, eh, I'm not into it. I'm not into that. Yeah. yeah. Mom well, said bestiality was wrong. Yeah, but it's like falling in love with a girl on the internet and then meeting her for the first time and going, oh, Jesus, what the, feelings are st- the, the feelings are still there. So basically her human form was like her MySpace angles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then you actually see her, and she's a hairy beast. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I mean, the feelings are still there. It's just, she's just not attractive. That's not her fault. Right. That she's a hairy beast. But then I think the coolest part of the episode, for me anyway, is when they're going to transport everybody off, and a wharf goes, goes and gets the old woman. Right. He's like, hey, man, you're a worthy adversary. I respect you. That's cool. Oh, yeah. That was the coolest part of the show. It was mm-hmm. like the, the a little bit more of like the Klingon warrior culture, right? You know what I mean? Like I, you'd be you're a worthy adversary. One day we may fight together. That'd be cool. I thought that was neat. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's how, how they make friends. Yeah, right. It was cool. There was a there was a mutual respect there for each other. I thought that was cool. And then they're gonna chip her away, and then Wesley shows up and brings her stupid chocolate. Yeah. And then. Well, she. Well, granted, though, but she didn't finish them. Yeah, she it was just a finger full of each one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a big spoon shortage. They've got to stop by the Quickie Mart and get you know a pack of those plastic spoons. Yes. Sorry, Wesley. Jordy's in the captain's office. Picard's like, you know, why wasn't I told of this? <laughs> Engineering flaw. So then, uh, she, then I guess she hits him with, well, get out of here because I don't want you to see my real form. But it's like, what's going to be worse than you being a big hairy right. monkey at this point? You know what I mean? Like, I want you to remember me the way I was. And I will when I'm yanking it. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she turns into light. Like this weird light being. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like I, I, it's like, I don't know. Like, are you the hairy beast? Are you light? What the, what the hell is going on here? I think the hairy beast thing, though, is that's battle mode. Yeah, that's yeah. battle mode. So I guess at all times they're just like a bright light? Yeah, their natural yeah. form is that non-corporeal... Uh, yeah, corporeal. <laughs> Corporal. I don't know, man. I just know that the, she... The non-shaped, you know, gaseous light thing. Yeah. 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 But then it just made me think that, like... If half the planet's in darkness and they've been fighting forever, and you got a race of people that are made of light, why not just move the people that are light to the dark area and let the people that aren't light live in the lighted area? Yeah. So, wait, cause 
That's the end of the show. You didn't see anything after that. I guess. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Well, no, because I mean, they they may need air. They may just they there might be some solidity there that they do have to have a habitable environment, just not to the level we do. Yeah, and then Wesley sees her changing the light, and he's uh, and he's got this stupid look on his face, like, and then she goes away. So beautiful, so laddie. You're like the Twilight vampires, all these shiny sparkles. <laughs> if she would come back to my room, I wouldn't need a nightlight anymore. <laughs> She's great, and then, then you know, as which is par for the course with Guinan. There's a nice scene with Guinan, right? Like every time you see Guinan, it's quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like you see her in West. He's like, I'm so depressed. I think I'm gonna jump off the ship. <laughs> and then she, you know, love's always gonna be different every time you fall in love, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I think the thing that I've looking back at the show now and doing the podcast. I think Guinan is one of the best written characters. She yes. is. Uh, She's solid. I don't, I don't know if it's because because you know is it the same writers for the whole episode, but then maybe Whoopi Goldberg had some you know input on. Yeah, I'm not going to say that shit. This is this is the way she'd say it. Yeah, and brought some of that cool into it, or what? And I think another thing is, I mean, she's a great actress. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, I mean, you know, like I said, you may disagree with her politically, you may not like her on the View, you may not think she's all that funny, but I mean, she is a she's a solid actress. Yeah. Yeah, it's the color purple, you know. (laughs) But I mean, yeah, she's a great actress, and you can tell, and she's kind of like. For for people that are listening to this that might be like a sports fan, she's like Michael Jordan almost, where she makes people around her better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's that good of an actress that she could be in a scene with someone that and she could just carry him, and it's just a strong scene. Oh, you see, hmm. you, we just got through saying that the scene with Wesley was, was a good scene. But well. this isn't the first time. I mean, like in the first guy in an episode of the year with the child, right. her and Wesley had a cool scene. Exactly. So like she's just she's just a really good actress. But this episode is so just. Stupidly funny, yeah, yeah. So I was going to rank it low, but the humor factor uh, pulled it up for me. Yeah, because again, this is the only thing that's going on. Yeah, it's a Wesley love story. I mean, I've enjoyed right. talking about the show more than I enjoyed watching the show. Oh yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I mean, this episode for me is like a four, but it's so bad that it's just awesome. See, I I, I wanted to give it a five. I, no, here's why though: the humor factor. Just the humor that I got out and the number of times it made me laugh watching it, uh-huh. that I – yeah, it pulled it up a notch for me. So you say five? A five, yeah. Nice. Jenny? I'm also going to say a five, and I feel like I'm maybe rating it a little bit high. <laughs> hey, man. I'll give, it a, I'll give it a five as well because it would be four, but that one scene with Worf talking about mating rituals. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> – the yeah. combination of that and I still love the look on Worf's face when he goes to backhander. Bitch, I'm going <laughs> to smack the hell. Yeah, it's a really goofy episode. And in the grand scheme of Star Trek, it's totally pointless. Yeah. But it's really just funny. Well, it's it's Wesley's first on-screen kiss. Yeah. So, you know, it's historic. To a girl. <laughs> not related to it. That's not his mom. So, so there you go, everybody. That's that's the show. That was the dolphin. Why do they call it the dolphin? The dolphin from the old French word for the the regent, the crown regent, the prince. Or oh, the, all right. The 
Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> they should have just called it Hairy Monkey Girl. <laughs> Wesley falls in love with Hairy Monkey Person from space. <laughs> but you got to throw in the from space. I, at this point now, I just, I, the four spaces, it's understood. Space sa- Sasquatch? Yes. Space Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> from, so, yeah, so that's the episode. Um, go to iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Just search Dork Trek on iTunes. We're right there. Like us. Listen to us. Love us. Go to the website and join the forum. And you can, yeah. Yeah, and you can comment about all the uh, all the episodes that we watch and just comment about any Star Trek that you're watching because it's all on Netflix. You know, you might not watch TNG all the time. You might watch Enterprise and you want to talk about that or you might watch Deep Space Nine. You might want to talk about that. For some reason, you might watch Voyager or the original series. I haven't, I haven't been in the forums yet because, you know, lack of... Well, you know, one court order, and then you know, <laughs> but th- that expires soon. So, I mean, do we have this set up with like different areas for yeah. discussion yeah. And stuff? It's so, pretty cool. Okay, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go to Space well, Starbucks did, this well, afternoon. You, you did complain that you didn't have a, a login on the website, like yeah. you weren't an admin. So I made you an admin too. Okay. So you're now an admin on the site. Well, just everybody else got to talk, and, and know, we got to see. I know. Pi- I wanted to post pictures of maps and stuff and get you guys informicated, but we'll do that. That would be awesome. From Starlog Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> the now defunct Starlog well, Magazine. I'm surprised it's not an internet mag at this point. They tried that and it, it just didn't work. Yeah. There's no money in it at the time. Yeah. Well. So there you go, man. And that's the show. We'll be back. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.